Hi, hope you're all well. I'm Viv and I'm the face behind Skin Farmer Aesthetics in Stockton on Tees. And tonight, this is I think the 13th in a series of weekly lives I'm doing with Dr. Sonny Desi. Um, Sonny unfortunately is away on holiday this week and he was away last week, but he should be back again next week. Um, Tonight, I continue with a chat with um, an aesthetics and ultrasound specialist, um, one particular radiologist from Brazil called Dr. Rosa Segrist. Um, she'll hopefully be joining me soon. I'll just wait to see where she is. Um, Rosa is an expert in using different equipment um, for scanning purposes. So she uses ultrasound um, to work on different parts of the body, but she specialises in the face and she looks at complications involving um, aesthetics work. I'm just going to tap her in. There we go. Ah, Rosa, how are you doing? Great. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm finally able to speak to you. Uh, well, not quite live, but, but online anyway. Yes. It's, it was really kind of you. Here with you. It's a pleasure. Oh, that, the first time I actually um, found out about you was when I sent you a message at Christmas last year and you very kindly recorded a Christmas greeting for viewers. So I've got to say thanks for that. Yes, it was such a pleasure. I was so happy to be invited because I know you, you asked people all over the world to send messages and I was so happy to represent Brazil in that. <laughs> oh, it was very nice of you. I've got to thank you for that. But tonight, um, it's a continuation of myself and Sonny's um, chats with specialists around the world and you are amongst one of the top in the whole world who we who's involved with ultrasound and aesthetics work. Um, Sonny, as I've mentioned, he's on holiday, unfortunately, this week, but he's back next week. But I'm sure he'd love to be able to speak to you um, too. He's got a Sophia Segrist. Is she a relative of yours, uh, Rosa? Who, who did you say? Sophia. Sophia yeah. Segrist? <laughs> it's my daughter. <laughs> oh, my daughter. she's watching. She's watching us talk. <laughs> she's enjoying it. She's close behind, I think. All oh, right, she's not far. You're, you're in. Um, <laughs> she's laughing there. She, um, you're in Sao Paulo, is that right? In Brazil. Exactly, I'm Sao Paulo. Yes. Yeah, and your background. You, you're a doctor. You're a radiologist. You specialize in. Is it dermatological issues? In, and you use ultrasound with dermatology in particular. Yeah, the, uh, when I when I finished my residency uh, here in Brazil, I decided to go for ultrasound because it was something that I really liked. Because then you have more contact with patients, you are not only in the dark room, right, reading exams. I wanted to have this contact with with patients, and I found that ultrasound was a method that could bring me this thing that I was missing already. So I, so I decided to, to go for ultrasound. So I went to, to the United States. I, I spent almost two years at Stanford University, uh, the Department of Radiology, uh, focusing on ultrasound, doing research and, and, and lots of learning lots of different things because it's such a nice place, the, the Silicon Valley. So you, you can uh, learn so many different things that here in Brazil is, was still like something, oh, so weird for us because <laughs> technology and everything was so, you know, exciting. So yeah. I spent uh, almost uh, two years there and uh, involved in a research group. Uh, yeah. Like Dr. Wilman's lab, and he had like uh, 17 or 18 uh, uh, people involved in research there with us. And I was uh, this, I, there were like two radiologists, I was one of them. And I was involved in the clinical trials. 
and he really liked me because I, in the United States, uh, uh, the doctors, they don't scan, they, they read the, the exam. There is a sonographer that scans and then the doctors go there and read the exam. I particularly don't think it's a good idea because it's so hard. You have to trust the person so much because the person is doing the exam for you. So, but okay, that, that's the way it is. And, and then I, I think I learned a lot, but unfortunately my advisor passed away tragically, but I had a chance to publish and to be really involved with the research. And I, I really like this, this field. And then when I came back home, I, I, I really like uh, to help and to, to teach. So I, I started working at a university here. So there I have like some residents that I work with, mainly in, with ultrasound. And I think it was like three years ago, I started before the pandemics actually. I really liked, I, I always liked dermatology and I thought it would be a good idea to learn more about that. And I started studying and taking courses. And, you know, the li life takes you to a, a pathway, right? <laughs> yeah. And you've, you've done I, such a lot of different things. You do so many different things. And I follow you and I see you travel the world, see lots of different practitioners from around the world. And... You, you've got involved with aesthetics in particular, with the facial ultrasound in particular, and dermatology. Um, with, with your work, is it a hospital or is it a clinic, a private clinic? Both, both. both. I, I work at a hospital and there I do general ultrasound and dermatologic ultrasound, but for lesions, for pathologies. Yes. Yeah. But then in my private practice, I, I, I really like this aesthetic field, so I started like focusing on that and all of a sudden I started getting patients from different doctors to, to recognize feelers and to, to write the reports, like I, I, I call it facial mapping, so I scan the whole face of the patient and I do like a report with everything written and then I do an illustration of the face of the patient with where the feelers are and then the images. So I started doing things like that and then complications. People uh, asked me to, to help with complications and, and that's it. <laughs> you, you, um, you remind me of the other, practitioners, uh, the other practitioners I've spoken to over the last few weeks in these lives. We've got Leonie Schelker, who you know very well. Um, we've got Carolina Marie-Lewis from Argentina as well. I think you know her. Um, yeah. Tom Descartes, Tom yeah. Descartes from, from the Netherlands. You went to see um, the work that they do in the Netherlands at Erasmus um, Medical Center. Um, how, how did all of your training and all of your work, how, how has it helped you particularly with the ultrasound use in aesthetics? How, how does that work where you're based at Ultrasonando at your clinic, um, Rosa? Yeah, you know, uh, since I, I, I first studied general ultrasound, so uh, I, my eyes are trained for that, right? So, it, I can scan all over the body because I have the pattern in my, my mind, okay? Yeah. And then it was very easy for me to go into this field because I had to, like, just concentrate and learn the, the proper anatomy of the face and recognize how the structures look like, and it was easy. And also I have a good background in Doppler ultrasound, for because my residency I, I did in a in a heart hospital here in Brazil, so we did a lot of Doppler ultrasound to evaluate occlusions of the femoral artery or or things with arteries in things, right? Yeah. So it was easy to to 
to I had only to study more the face, but yeah. And that was that was something. But I all I also want to mention that I see lots of lots and pe of people uh, that want to learn ultrasound. I think it's great because yeah. it brings a lot uh, of uh, and people are more safe. I think right when they have these devices in their clinics, but they should pay attention because they need continuous education because. Yeah. You do a course in like a one day or a two day course, and then you think you are an expert, and, and then next month <laughs> people start to teach, right? Ultrasound. Yeah. So yeah. I've been in ultrasound for like 10 years, and I, I learn every single day. I yeah. learn every single day, I, I learn something new. So it's, a, it's something that scares me a little bit because yeah. people sometimes are kind they think it's 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 easy it's it's okay you can learn it but you have to practice a lot and, and you have to to get used to the patterns and you have to know how to do doppler right yeah. because there's not something ah let's turn on the doppler and that's it it's not you have to adjust the doppler right because if you don't adjust it gives you the false impression that you are safe yeah. and and sometimes it, not it reminds me of, um, of a scan that another a colleague, a doctor I know, she carried out a scan of um, a, a lip um, vascular map. She looked at a patient's lip area with the Doppler. And I think I, you saw the actual image yesterday and you, you sent me a message really kindly. Um, it looked like the blood flow was the, the main artery, the, the superlabial artery, but Based on your experience, you could tell quite easily that that was the normal blood flow in the superficial tissue. Um, it's very easy to to not scan properly, and it, it, people think you just hold the device like I've got the Clarius. You just hold it, you just move it around a little bit. It picture appears on the screen, and you can tell exactly what the problem is. It's not as easy as that. You need a lot of practice and experience to do it properly. Yeah, of course, people can do it. But they, they need to have to be conscious that they need to study. I see ultrasound the whole day. I see images. I work with gray images. I don't work <laughs> in colorful environments, right? So my eyes are more uh, adjusted to that. Everybody can do it. It's not because it's my, I have nothing different from you, but I have more, more experience, right? I see, I, I see this more often. So of course it makes a difference. So people need to, to, to do this, but they have to have in mind that they need constant education and, and, and ask questions and go and look for the, the, the questions because there sometimes I don't know what I'm seeing, right? <laughs> I don't know. So yeah. you need to study. Let, let's study. Let's publish more. Let's, uh, let's do more research. I think yeah. that's, the, the things, that's something that I really, really want to do that I really like is like research because you can publish and you can help lots of people uh, with that, right? It's, it's knowledge, knowledge has to be shareable, right? So everybody needs to, it's so nice to share knowledge when you, you, you know something, right? I, I really like it. Are you, are you doing any current research or are you looking at research in the future involving ultrasound and facial work? Yes, yes. I, I've been doing some things here in Brazil, like comparing uh, different, uh, different types of biostimulators, how they, they look on ultrasound and if they are... Uh, their uh, the treatment is being okay. I'm measuring like the the thickness of the dermis to see if improved, and yeah. also the different aspects in ultrasound. This is something that I'm I've been doing and being also. I have just uh, one of my papers has just been accepted about uh, describing we we injected in a cadaver. Uh, in the gluteal region of the cadaver for, for gluteal um, uh, 
uh, fillers and biostimulators and and now we are publishing all the, the aspects how how do these fillers look like in a cadaver in the body because nobody has published anything about that yet uh, for mm -hmm. the body uh, only for the face and also Doppler is something that is really it's really nice I really like it so mm -hmm. I I've been planning things with Dr. Peter Veltius and Leone. We are starting a, a Doppler uh, ultrasound study. And wow, there's, there are things, lots of things popping up and, and people know that I like it. So every uh, 15 days I receive, oh, Rosa, would you like to do <laughs> Would you come here? I have a, like a portable device, but uh, yeah. not the little one, the ultra portable. I have like a kind of a notebook, a GE uh, device with uh, five different probes. So yeah. I so I usually take my my device and go to to doctors' clinics here in Brazil. So. Yeah good for them because I can help them and they don't need to have a device. And I, I, I think everywhere, uh, like in different places of the world, people work differently. Here in Brazil, uh, I do this. I go to different clinics and I also am, I'm gonna have my own clinic uh, by the end of this year. I'm, I'm planning things here. And it's gonna be really nice because then you know you have your own your own place. You can you can do the way you you wish. So I'm very <laughs> excited about this. I'm sure you'll do really well, Rose. Right? I don't doubt that at all. I'm sure you'll be very popular. Um, you do lots of training. You mentioned the training. It's important to have initial training, but as you mentioned, you've got to maintain the training. You can't just do a single piece of training and expect to continue with that for the rest of your career. Um, you travel the world, you, you come to Europe, you travel around the States, um, South America. Um, what do you enjoy about the training? Um, is there certain things you enjoy about doing the training with different practitioners around the world? Oh, I, I like, because I, I, I like to see people, you know, their eyes start glowing when they <laughs> You are there teaching and you're, you're, oh, look, this is the facial artery. This is the subcutaneous here and that. And then you, you teach them. And then when we, they go to the hands-on part and they start, oh, look, this is a karate gland. I know, I find, oh, look, I can see this, this is, and that structure. And people get so excited and it, it, it makes me like you know so happy to see that, and and and, and we noticed that I, I went to Poland two times this year. I've been there for two times, and I'm I'm going to to return in the end of August. And the first first group we had there with Dr. Barbara Parda, and first group we had there. Uh, then they wanted to do again. So next time I went there, we had like a more advanced course for the ones that had already taken the first one. So they took their patients, they took their devices with them. So it was so interesting because you need to practice. It, for but the first course, you get like tons of information, right? You have everything and then you get your device and you start scanning and then you have your doubts so then i like to be there to to support the, their doubts and and it's really interesting i, I really like it so you, hey i'll go and visit you there and we can plan something together well I, I hope to see you in november rosa for the cmac conference um and i think you're presenting there with other Look, look, yes, hopefully you'll be there. Um, and I'll hopefully be there as well to meet you, um, Leone, uh, Tom from the Netherlands, um, and other practitioners as well. There should be quite a few people meeting up there. Um, in, t in terms of the, the ultrasound, you're talking about devices and you use quite, um, quite high-tech, more, um, more expensive uh, devices that do a lot more than the small standard 
small devices that we use in the UK. Um, do you use the Clarius yourself, Rosie? Do you use that? I do have it, but I, for my scans, I'm used to big machines. I send yeah. just images, right? So I, I have very good, um, I have access to really, really good devices at the hospital. Are the devices that are really really expensive yeah. and so for me i prefer of course the the uh, bigger machines right yeah. image is better there is no yeah. no way i'm used to that so the image is better but for the ones that are starting for the ones that are in their offices and and use that like once a day or or once a week so there's no point in buying a machine like a very big machine with lots of uh, uh, features and stuff. So yeah. we, but we need to also to think because lots and lots of people ask me about this. I receive on Instagram questions like, oh, which device should I, I buy? And it depends on your objective. What do you want to yeah. do? Do you want to just, do you want to just uh, see the vascularization, see the arteries? Then you can go for a simple device like that. Do you want to recognize fillers? Then you need to pay more attention because then you may need something more, you know, another step. You have to, to go to another step of, of devices. Oh, you want to do, to, you want to focus on, Diagnostic images, for example, you want to um, see tumors, see their extensions like melanoma, uh, basal cell carcinoma, or you want to see if they, you have uh, satellites, um, lesions. So then you need to go another step up, you know. So it depends on your objective. That's, that's what I for, for, say, a practitioner who's carrying out um, aesthetics work, injectable filler treatments, high hyaluronic acid-based fillers, um, and they may be considering buying a device, using a device for their normal work, vascular mapping, maybe assessing previous fillers, maybe guided injection, uh, maybe they're considering a scanner. What, what advice would you give somebody like that, somebody who's got no idea about ultrasound but wants to look at their options? What would you say to them? I would say that you need to pay attention because a minimum of 15 megahertz, the, the frequency of the probe is required, right? There are some uh, devices out there, they are like 12 megahertz, right, probes. And you can, you can recognize things, you can do some um, guided injections, but then you, to recognize feelers, then it's, it's not good. So you need to pay attention to what you want to, what you want to do. But always think about 15, this number, the magic number. This is not a thing that I created. It's on a consensus that Dr. Wartzman was in there. And also in this consensus, they say that people to be able to do diagnostic imaging in dermatology, they should have at least 300 exams a year, okay? So if you think 300 exams, if you have a device in your, in your office, it's like in a year, if you scan like once a, once a day, then you have yeah. this at the end of the year. But you need to be stable. You need to, to practice and you need to... to to scan every single day, a little bit at least, a little yeah. bit. If you scan at least a little bit, your eyes are going to get used to that. For me, when I first started using the, the Clarius, um, it was such a steep learning curve. You're learning such a lot in such a small space of time. But for me, it, it was improved by doing lots and lots and lots of practice. Every patient I saw, I scanned them. And every time you scan, you learn something different. You change how you do things. And I think that's one of the issues. Practitioners perhaps don't realize just how much of a steep learning curve it is when you first start using an ultrasound device. 
Yes, yes. It's uh, in the beginning. It's like that, and then people come to a, a moment where they think, "Oh, now I know everything because I'm <laughs> so fast." And then, wow, I know everything. <laughs> Start realizing that they know nothing, and then they go whoop <laughs> down the curve again. And then you start studying more. You start reading papers. You start getting books, and then you start. Oh, okay. So now. And let's go little by little. It's like this curve, and I know this curve. <laughs> One of the great things about the ultrasound, though, what, since I've been using it, I've, I've almost been forced to learn anatomy more and more and more because you, you understand textbooks, but textbooks aren't the same as looking at an ultrasound scan. And everyone's face is very different to everyone else's. So that's one of the biggest problems with aesthetics. I think it, it's difficult for people to understand what they're seeing in relation to what they think they know. They may know their anatomy, but when they see it on an ultrasound scan, they'll think, I don't know anything at all. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, patients don't read the books, right? Patients don't read the books. So this, all these uh, variations that we find, it's like, it's amazing. I was in a conference last week and one of the, the, the main people there from, uh, from this conference, and we were in an ultrasound section and she said, oh, it's amazing how much this, this girls here that do ultrasound, they know, they know about anatomy. Because we study the anatomy, but then we go there with the probe and we recognize it. So it's totally different from a cadaver, right? Because a cadaver, you do a course. How, how, many, how many cadavers do you see in a course? I don't know, but it's not a lot. But ultrasound, you have a big, big sample. sample. You can recognize the, the, the variations and everything. So it's, it's, really, it's really amazing. For anatomy, I think... And um, ultrasound is, is the best thing. It's the best. In, in Brazil, how popular is ultrasound amongst practitioners that you know of, Rosa? And you know what? It's, it's, it's something so weird because here in Brazil, I, I, I see uh, lots of radiologists that want to learn about um, aesthetic ultrasound because they can do diagnostic, then they can help the dermatologists, the injectors around Brazil. So I, I feel that uh, radiologists and, and people who are not radiologists, but they are doctors who perform ultrasound, they want to learn it because it's something that you, you, can, um, you can make more money than working for a lab, laboratory, for example, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. feel that there is a lot of people that want to do this. But also you were asking me about the, the injectors, right? Yeah. Uh, I, there are people that they buy the ultrasound and they, they, they say, look, how did I survive up to now without... <laughs> right? but it just... People are like, oh, I know everything. So uh, why bother? I I, I it, you know. So you see all different types of I think all over the world people that feel it's useless and people yeah. that I cannot do anything again without ultrasound. So, but I think people want to learn. I think they are starting to 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 have this this idea in their minds that they because yeah. you know everywhere you see Incas. Right, Incas. I I had never been to Incas before, so I went there in this February, and it was amazing because uh, almost like all the the sections with cadavers, they have the correlation with ultrasound, injecting with ultrasound, and recognizing the structures with ultrasound. So uh, I I was presenting like a, a lesson here in Brazil about the the the. What's new now? It's called it's wing there. It's what's new now. So I did some research on that for the last uh, year. So I found out that at Incas there were five uh, favorite uh, lessons. Right, three of them 
had ultrasound wow. from all over the, the Congress. So three yeah. of the five most like favorite lessons that were there had ultrasound in it. And also, uh, Leone also said, look, I have never seen so many people interested. Some years ago, we had like one, one class, two classes, and that oh, nobody was interested. But now it's such like a boom that everybody uh, at Incas wanted to, to, to know and wanted to buy and wanted to learn more. And I think that's a trend that's going to be everywhere around the world. I think it's uh, cannot go back. I think the same thing was said by Tom last week. Um, Tom mentioned that in previous years, ultrasound was a little bit hidden away. It was at the back of every room, if at all, in the room. Now people are recognizing it as, as a potential way of improving their work, their practice, and reducing problems from occurring as well. So hopefully over the next few years, it's going to get more and more popular. And individuals like yourself, you'll become a whole lot more popular than you have been in the past. <laughs> let's see, let's see, let's see. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you will. One of, one of the things you're doing, you mentioned um, writing, and one of the books that you've been involved with is the Applied Ultrasound to Dermatology and Cosmetics book. So you, you contributed to that book um, based on your own experience. Yes, I wrote the anatomy chapter, the fa uh, facial anatomy, where, uh, of course, with ultrasound, always ultrasound. And... I helped also in the cosmetics uh, uh, chapter and also the vascular, vascular lesions and solid lesions. So I was involved in four chapters and, yeah. and it was uh, maybe we, we, we are planning to have it translated into English. So hopefully by the end of the year, we are going to have something, some news. Let's see. Let's see. Hopefully you'll be able to mention something at, um, at the CMAC conference in November about it. Possibly, hopefully you'll be able to say more about that. Um, yes, that would be. I'm I'm so excited about this conference. <laughs> I think there'll be a lot of people looking forward to seeing you and speaking to you and the other specialists there. It'll be really nice to meet up face to face for a change. Um, we've talked. We've been speaking about the work you do, the work you've been doing, the training. But in terms of the actual scans themselves, I've got some examples of the scans that you've done. Um, I've been working on a few practitioners' scans using computer graphics, but I haven't managed to do it on yours yet. But I will do. Don't worry, I'll certainly get round to it. But I thought it'd be nice for uh, viewers to see different things involving the ultrasound with facial work in particular. Um, the, the scans can be used to prevent complications, improve efficacy of treatment. So I'll go through a few scans. These are ones you've done and I managed to grab them from your website and um, through your um, Instagram page, uh, Rosa. So this first one is um, just a facial artery duplex scan. I'll get this up, I'll give you one second. So it's one of the uh, posts you've done, and it looks at the facial artery. Yes, exactly. So there we go. We can see different areas around that part of the face, um, depressor angular, angulus oris, um, just around the around the, the mouth area. In in terms of, as you say, the um, the Doppler using the duplex. Just because you've got duplex doesn't mean it's going to give you all the answers as to where the blood flow is. If you don't use it properly, you can end up with a whole load of problems, can't you, as you've, as you've mentioned. Um, practitioners need to be careful, again, with the training and with practicing and maintaining their education ongoing. Um, with Doppler, you use it to identify blood flow around different parts of the face you can identify problems with occlusion. I think you, do you tend to see problems involving the facial artery and around the lower face in particular? Do you deal with many complications around that area? Yeah, so uh, the, uh, the, this afternoon I was, I was helping a dermatologist here in Brazil and she had performed like a chin filler 
and had like a vascular occlusion. I think it was because of compression and I was there helping her localize the vessels and uh, looking for the uh, places where we had hypo, uh, hy hypo uh, blood flow, you know, and doing, she was doing hyaluronidase on the places I, I was telling do so it's 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 really important i see i've i've not seen like a lot of them but sometimes like the lips i've seen some lips and chin and nasal uh nasal labial fold yeah. and yeah. Uh, nose yes but uh, i i thank god i have never been in a i i what i usually do when people are gonna injecting the nose some people call me and go there and we scan right. see where the arteries are and then i tell yeah. them here is safe and here is safe so we did we i have never had like a problem when i was doing this guided injections but yeah. there are some really nasty occlusions on the region right I've got one of the nose later on that I'll show in a few minutes. Um, but again, that, this this other one, this is um, this is an image you've got of um, the, you know using the scanner for treatment around the jawline area. I think this was a jawline scan that you carried out, and doesn't it's a bit tricky to see all the tissue. But I'll get another one. I'll be I'll just move across. This one's the jowl, so we've got an area around the yeah. face. Let's get this yeah. one. There we yeah. go. It's, it's um, a fat pad. You can see the buccinator muscle and the DAO. So, yeah. And this image is, is made with a device from university that's really, really, really good. So, yeah. and the, the probe also, as, as you can see, the extension of the image, the probe oh. is like the footprint. It's not this probe, it's a much. Uh, ah, right. The bigger probe. This probe one. Is, not, is not the one that I used because I like right. the big ones. It's like the Philips one that uh, Dr. Peter and Leone use there in yeah. the Netherlands. It's like a bigger footprint, which for yeah. me, it's good for, for anatomy, but yeah. I don't think it's, uh, uh, it's, it's not good for like regions like the nose and because it's too big for the nose for example yeah. i prefer yeah. the, the hockey stick for the nose and for the lips yeah there was another one layers of the face where you've got different types of tissue that can be seen um on this particular scan again let me just see you can see the the, to read because of the size it, of the text but, but it, uh, muscle the subcutaneous fat tissue and then yeah. you can also see the well the, the facial uh, artery the modulus so you can recognize pretty much everything on the face yeah are not good to see with ultrasounds ligaments like for example the um, um, zygomatic cutaneous ligament we can yeah. see it, and I think it's very helpful, but the other ligaments are more tricky to see. It's yeah. like the same thing with nerves. People always ask me, oh, is it possible to see a nerve? It, it is, but not that easy and not everywhere. The tiny ones, no, but mm. uh, when they are emerging from the foramen, yes, then you can see it. Yeah, no problem. Another um, one, this was involving um, duplex, guided duplex injection. Let me just get that up. Just play this. There we go. So it was, um, I think you're using a cannula. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And you can see that the, the, the cannula is just below the, the vessel. Yes. You're very, very close to that vessel underneath, yeah. moving around very carefully underneath yes. that vessel. <laughs> yeah. People but get you can so see. 
scared when they see that. Oh my God. <laughs> but you've got a lot of experience in being able to do this and identify the tissue when you're actually using guided injection. For me, it's still a little bit tricky to be able to do it on my own when you've got a scanner in one hand, you've got a needle and a syringe in the other hand. So I think, again, it needs a lot of practice to be able to do something like that effectively and without worrying about you holding two devices at the same time. Um, but for you, do you find it easy and do you find it easy to help practitioners do that properly? It's, it's about training, right? Me and Dr. Roberta Vasconcelos from Switzerland, we have just finished a paper on guided injections that we are sending to be published now. And I think it's gonna help a lot of people and because we, we discuss different ways of doing this, different ways of holding the probe and how you can do this. So it's gonna be a very nice uh, paper, I guess, because you need to find what's good for you, right? If you have an assistant, uh, assistant in your office, you can scan first and you can mark the major uh, structures with the with a pen or a pencil and then when you inject you know more or less where the things are and you can so you have different ways you you need to adjust what's good for you right yeah. but yeah. We, we we talk about this this ways in this paper that hopefully is going to be published still this year it's finished it's it should help a lot of um, ultrasound users mm -hmm. be able to get more confident and competent in using the equipment more safely and effectively, I think, if you, when that's published. Yes, yes. Hopefully. Great. Well, I think it will. I think it, this one is, is um, this is one involving a nasal treatment. Um, unfortunately, this isn't, it's not a particularly nice image for anyone that's a bit wary of looking at damaged noses look away but this unfortunately was i think the outcome of was it a dermal filler treatment in the in the nose yes this is this image is from a paper it's not my it's not my case it's a, an image of the nose of a like a that was published but yeah. just to make people aware that this can happen right yeah it, yeah. People see something like shocking like this. Yeah. They say, wow. So it's I'd better be careful with my nose injections because it's it's really dangerous, right? So uh, yeah. I think it's good for people to be shocked at first, you know. Yeah. And, because then raise their uh, knowledge, right, about yeah. things like that can happen. It's just a lot of people perhaps don't realize that problems involving fillers, you think they're quite simple materials, they're not going to cause any harm. But if that filler gets in the wrong place, it can cause a whole lot of damage that, that potentially can be irreversible. And that's one of the benefits. That's one of the reasons I use the ultrasound, try and minimize problems from happening. Um, I think I've got the image of the scan where it shows where the filler was in, in relation to the actual um, yeah. the vessel, the actual uh, dorsal uh, nasal artery, I think that was. Yes, you see the fillers kind of embracing the artery. <laughs> yeah. So close to the artery. And yeah. you can have an occlusion with that or not. It depends on... Yeah. I notice that sometimes I, I see... Uh, uh, fillers and arteries walking hand in hand <laughs> and they are perfectly fine sometimes yeah. they don't like to be together and because there are there are different mechanisms right for vascular occlusions you can inject inadvertently in, in, intra-arterially or mm -hmm. you you can have like a compression or you can have like a vasospasm uh, vasospasm you can have yeah of the, the vessel and we still need to to study more I think that's that's an area that interests my, interests me a lot because yeah. 
I think like we and also we have besides uh, the duplex besides this uh, Doppler that you know we have the microflow um, Doppler in like um, high-end machines you know mm -hmm. so it can help I think a lot and we need to study more to, yeah. to the patterns of the Doppler on different on different um, regions and with different feelers and with feelers and no feelers and in normal people. So this is something that I really want to study. Maybe a PhD I'm thinking about here. I'm starting <laughs> here at the university and maybe going for a PhD soon. You were talking to uh, Tom, Tom Descartes, in, in the Netherlands, and you went Hi. to see him. Um, how did you find that trip over to the, uh, to the Netherlands to uh, look at the work he was doing? Uh, you know what? Uh, last year, I was in Costa Rica with uh, Leone and Stella, and I got to know them, and, and then I talked to Leone, if, and uh, we started doing some projects together, and I was going to be in Europe, and I said, I'm going to go visit and learn more, because we, we had already a project together, so I, I flew there, and I was there with Olga, who is her PhD student that's working with uh, feelers a long time, so, and then Olga introduced me to Tom and then I was with him and, and, and he was, I, I knew him already uh, from Instagram, but then I had a chance to know him and he gave me his thesis, which is such a nice piece of work. I've read it once, I, I need to read it again, you know, <laughs> because... I really, really like it. So, and then I got to know him and he's such a nice guy and he's also always enthusiastic about things. And yeah. so it's so nice to, to, to be around like people like you, like uh, Tom, like Leone, Peter, Stella, uh, Weiner. So, so many people that are involved in bringing knowledge to people. And I, I really like to, to be with these people. You, you, do, you all do a great job and it's amazing how much work and effort you put into that because without your work, without your research, aesthetic practitioners aren't going to improve their, their practice. You know, everything you learn through your research is helping people like me and other practitioners around the world. So I'm really grateful for all the work you're doing, I've got to say. Oh, thank you so much. I, 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 I really like to... To, to share whatever I learn. I think that's that's the best thing in life. Yeah. Share what you learn, right? What are you gonna do with everything you learn? You have to <laughs> True, true. There's one there was one more scan of yours, um, Rosa. It was involving hydrogel uh, aspiration. Let me just get yeah. this up. So this is you. Um if I can get it moving, give you one second. There we go. It's aspiration of these hydrogel uh, regions within the tissue. And you're basically just, it's almost like you're sucking out the hydrogel from the tissue. Yeah, exactly. Yes. The, the, this patient, she had six or seven different kinds of fillers in her face. And yeah. she's like a famous person here in Brazil. She was in TV, on TV and... And the dermatologist who helps her asked me to, to go there to help with ultrasound. And, and then we yeah. could do some things. It was really interesting because, you know, all these fillers together, they, they don't get along well. Maybe <laughs> permanent fillers, right? Yeah. I have these threads that hopefully I'm going to show at the conference in November. And the, the, the patient had a silicone on the nasolabial fold. And she had a thread inserted here, and the thread was like pinching the silicone, right? On that place, oh, it was not good. So there was like a collection, and we could, I could recognize where the problem was. So, 
So Dr. Luciana, who works, I work with her, and she was there and she could catch it. And it was like a coil thread. It's like 30 centimeters, uh, 30 centimeters of thread uh, like this. So she started pulling, pulling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, my That's... God. Yeah. This, uh, th these problems occur on and on. You get different problems like this all the time. Is that right? Yes. Uh, you know, uh, I think since I, 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 st I started working with this, with complications, I receive a lot of... Uh, a lot of requests to to evaluate complications and and to help uh, with with device with the ultrasound device, and I think it's 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 good because then people sometimes they get so desperate they can, they come to me oh my god please help me <laughs> so it's so when they can solve it and then I can help them it's. It's such a it's such a pleasure for me to to do this. I, I the first thing is the patient first thing, and then yeah. come rest. So if the patient is good, then I'm good. If the patient yeah. is not good, if the patient is sad or if there is a problem, then I I, I don't sleep at night. Yeah, well the, the the ultrasound scanner I use it's helped me to sleep on many nights that that it otherwise wouldn't have. So I'm quite I'm quite grateful for that. But we've been speaking about what you've done, what you're doing now. What about the future? What do you think um, the future holds for ultrasound in aesthetics work? What would you like to see and what do you think will happen? Uh, everybody with their own machine, everybody scanning and everybody bringing safety to their practice. That's that's a, it's the idea. And I think it's going to happen because uh, people, uh, the dermatologists here always say that uh, in the beginning when they had the dermatoscope, right? Nobody believed it. It was like everybody was, oh no, how do we do this? Is it good? It's not, is it not? It's like the stethoscope, right? For a doctor. So we think it's like an extension of, of your hand and, and you can see underneath the skin. So that's amazing. You know what's happening be uh, behind the skin, right? Underneath the skin. So yeah, that's amazing. I think in all these different probes, different technologies like uh, ultra frequency probes, you know, there is one probe from Fuji. It's like a 70 megahertz probe. I, I wish I... <laughs> maybe, maybe someday. But I think it's really important. Imagine everybody. Because technology goes so fast, Viv. Yeah, yeah. Oh. What, what, what would you say to maybe individuals that might think, well, yeah, there's ultrasound, it might help, but I've been doing it for years and I've been fine. What would you say to those people? Start scanning like at least once a day. Get your device at least once. It's difficult. Yes, in the beginning it's difficult. But it's a matter of time. You have to put some effort on that. And you are going to see that uh, it's going to help you so much. You know exact, because this happens all the time, Viv. Uh, I'm there guiding uh, an exam, and then I ask the, 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 the provider, look, where exactly do you want to be? I want to be subdermal. Okay, but you are not. You know, you are erotic. <laughs> Oh, no, no. Yes, you are. Look. <laughs> oh, I want to be in the deep, uh, this deep uh, video um, mailer uh, compartment. Oh, but no, you are not there. So it can bring better results for you because you know exactly where you are. It's not only a question of safety. It's a question of better results for your patient, right? So why not? <laughs> What are I agree. For? I agree. <laughs> I agree completely. One of the benefits is the patient can see what I see on the scan. So when I say something about maybe this old filler, it's it's causing problems, and me injecting into the same area is only going to cause more problems. So it's best to maybe dissolve. We start again, and without seeing the scan, the patient 
has to rely on me. And if they don't trust me, it's very difficult for them to uh, follow instructions that I think would be suitable for them. So in, in my experience, it helps me and it helps the patient as well. Sure, definitely. definitely. It's, it's, any more, anything else you wanted to say, Rosa? We, we've been talking almost an hour now. Can you believe that? Wow, that's a lot. I, 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 I talk a lot. Uh, no, don't worry. But I thought, is there anything else you wanted to say about ultrasound, aesthetics, anything you wanted to mention at all that we haven't spoken about? Oh, I think we have covered oh, everything. <laughs> the only thing that I want to say again at the end is that we need to everybody needs to get continuous education and and read more papers and uh, if you if you know if you are in doubt of of a, a structure send send me the picture uh, send me the image uh, uh, you can talk to viv and we can help people because yeah. i i feel that sometimes People get, you know, oh, this is going to be so difficult. No, it's not. It's like when you started injecting, Viv, tell me. Did you know everything? No. No, I still don't know everything, but I <laughs> learn every day. Sometimes I see an image, I say, oh, what is this? <laughs> I don't have all the answers. But I go after that. I look, I go to the internet, I go to PubMed, I get the books, and, and then we go. We have to be curious. Curiosity. Yeah. I think yeah. that's why I like ultrasound so much because I'm curious. I want to know what's behind. I want to reveal all the secrets of a patient to everyone. Yeah. Oh, oh, this patient he has <laughs> yeah, this has hyaluronic acid and this, this, and that. It's so funny. You're really passionate. You're really passionate about your work, just like every other practitioner I've spoken to, every expert. Leonie, Tom, Carolina, um, every one of you is so passionate about what you do. And without, as I say, without people like you, I think things just won't progress. There's, there's a need for people to be curious about what is being done in the world of aesthetics. And without your work, I think it's going to be a real shame that things wouldn't progress without what you're doing now. So what I was going to do, I'm just going to put your details up, uh, Ro Rosa, so everyone can follow you, because I think everyone should follow you, especially if you're an aesthetics practitioner in the UK or abroad. Follow Ultra Sonando, and that's Rosa. She's a really nice pe person. She's helped me with bits and pieces in the past, and I'm happy to help her with anything I can do for her, for her as well. Um, but next week, we've got Sunny back, luckily. Sunny's back from holiday. And we've got Dr. Stephen Harris, who I think will be at CMAC as well. So he will probably like to see you um, in November too, I think, Rosa. Um, it's, it, are, you, are you pleased about the fact that well, um, social media, Instagram has helped you to meet all these other people. It's helped me to speak to you tonight. What, what do you think about the fact that all these things can be accomplished using using social media? It's it's amazing, right? Because in the beginning, when I I was starting in in uh, Instagram, my husband was, "Oh, why are you exposing yourself? Why are you there showing yourself?" talking to people but you know i met so many people so many nice people like uh, janelle from the united states she found me and then we started talking i went there i i was with in her clinic for a training course and also you and so many different people all around the world like roberta she is brazilian but she she works in switzerland she found me also on instagram she when she came to brazil she she took a course with me and then now we are doing a course in switzerland in the end of august so you know it's it's a, a nice way to connect people right and to yeah. share experience and and to show what you are doing and it's amazing i think it's it's amazing. It, it has helped me a lot, and and I think it's uh, now I'm every day. It's like a job, also, right? Because you have to <laughs> something, you have to show a little bit to people what you are doing, and I I, I really 
enjoy it. I think it's, it helps a lot. It's been a fantastic hour that I've had with you, Rosa. I've got to thank you a, a huge amount for taking time, spending the time with me and everyone watching and giving all your knowledge and advice to everyone about ultrasound in aesthetic work. So I've got to really thank you for that. Thanks very well, much. Thank you so much, Dave, for inviting me. It was such a pleasure for me to be here with you. You are such an enthusiastic too. So I... I <laughs> To, to be with people like that that want to learn talk. did you did you like the did you like the Brazil football shirts I, I gave you it and was such a success on my Instagram everybody was laughing oh I've never <laughs> such a, 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 a nice uh, it was so creative it's so nice so congratulations on you <laughs> <laughs> Right. Thanks very much, Rose. Thanks a lot for that. I'm going to have to just say bye for now. I think we're going to get kicked off Instagram in a minute, Rosa. So I just again wanted to say a big thank you. Um, I hope you'll watch next week with Steve Harris. He's going to be joining me and Sonny next week and we'll be having a good chat about ultrasound. Um, and again, I hope the best to, your, to you for all of your work in future. I hope you do some fantastic training. And I'm really looking forward to seeing you and everyone else at CMAC in November. So if practitioners, um, I don't think you have to be a member. You could, any, any practitioner can pop to CMAC at uh, 19th and 20th of November. And it's at the IET in London, I think it is. Um, and it's two days of... Uh, complications, looking at everything involving uh, aesthetic complications, dermal fillers, maybe toxins, um, but it should be a really interesting time and you're going to be there, I hope, and uh, it, we should all be enjoying being able to see each other finally at the same time. Yes, yes, that's it. Thank you so much, Viv. Thank you, Rosa. I will, I will say goodbye for now. <laughs> goodbye for now, and I'll catch up with you later on. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Ciao. Bye. See you. See you.